Mars being. Hello, world. Yeah, this your guy, Donna Young. You know, it's amazing what's going on out here in these streets. You know, you got these boys out here playing. They come off the porch not ready. No time. Don't get this confused with no podcast, nigga. Street niggas. <laughs> Red Rari, Red Charger, Red Lambo, sucker. You already know how we rocking. All right, episode 27 of RSPN. Welcome, everybody, for another wonderful week in the world of the Alpha Sport. Usually, this would be a time that I state that I am Mark and he is Jeff, but Jeff is on vacation, as he would like to call it. Uh, and he will be back next week uh, when I am possibly on vacation. So this week, uh, I have a special guest that's in the building. A guest that is trying to, uh, how would I be able to say it, do a record for maybe, may, maybe most podcasts done in a week. Especially, more than likely, every podcast on the RNC Radio Network this week might be done by him this week. OG Johnny Five, Justin Davis is here with me for <laughs> What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? This is podcast three in three days on this network, and there's gonna be more. And there's gonna be more, and it's gonna be this. Gonna be, I'm recording two more. I'm no, no, no. I'm recording two. Oh my god! Hold on, hold on. I'm recording one on one day. I'm recording one on Saturday. I'm recording one on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> that might that might be a record. Got to be a record. Just um, I think I'm gonna touch almost every show on the network except uh, Perfect Play. Shout out, perfect play. How's it feel? How does it feel being this busy? How does it feel being this busy? A podcast tonight? Yeah, uh, I feel good. I mean, I I love you guys. I, I obviously, if I could be on every one of them, I would. I just don't have the time. I gotta let y'all rock. That is true. Uh, the, the late fees had a big week last week. Shout out to Don Cheadle. Don Shout Cheadle, to- Shea Serrano. Yes, very big week for late fees. Um, a show has been doing very well. Almost at the very end of the Mark Madness uh, tournament. We'll find it's, out what's going on with that. Going it's the Japan. last. It's the last match. It's 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 current. It's not current. It's uh it's John Cena versus uh Seth Rollins, bro. This is this, no no. I'm sorry. I'm I'm bugging. Seth is out. It's John Cena and Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it's Daniel Bryan. My listen. I'm fried. Okay. <laughs> I can I can tell. I can tell it. I'm fried. Oh, so much wrestling talk. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a whole lot more WrestleMania going into next week. But we'll uh save that for the A show later on this week with uh, yourself and Meals. Uh. We have something to discuss in forms of ways that people might not be very familiar with. For those that may have seen myself, J5, and Cyrus, mm-hmm. to, to Cyrus, um, mm-hmm. with our PS4 clips, when we play on PS4, <laughs> we play 2K, we have a little thing that we like to refer to in our RNC household as ramen talk. Yeah. yeah. Would you like to tell them why uh, this? name starts with the word ramen well what i do you know i work very very hard during the week and on fridays my meal of choice my dinner meal of choice is ramen it's very particularly spicy ramen with with a choshu you know a little pork belly and what i like to do is ask the chat hashtag who up <laughs> this is at your time so this is more <laughs> likely two in the fucking morning on the East Coast, uh, and knowing me, I'm up, and I'm saying, "Hey, yeah, what's up? Let's go, let's go, let's, go. let's play some WWE." So I say, "Who's up?" I just got the ramen; it's boiling, it's sizzling, as you will, and I'm ready to talk. And so we we kind of we hold the ramen talk, and we talk about a, a variety of different options. Usually, what's bothering me at the time, 
and you know it's it's two to three hours you know we go back and forth and there's a lot of uh vocal inflections a lot of impersonations that go on a lot of real talk things that we can't share here but you know what we're, we're trying to we're trying to kind of come commodify ramen talk and make it into its own thing i, I think it could actually be something yes we've had our um special guests that did not know that they were specifically special guests on ramen talk before we've had uh nurturing talks we've had opportunities of teaching a very yeah. good teaching moment on ramen talk uh outside of that just a whole bunch of different talk about various different topics um and we can bring that we can bring that to rspn this week yeah let, let's bring let's bring ramen talk to to rspn let's give them a little preview of what it is all right so more than likely if it was a preview of ramen talk i would have my ps4 controller in my hand and as of right now i actually do have it right next to me so to set the ambiance I will grab my PS4 controller. I'll grab my headset. Uh, unfortunately, this will not involve WWE 2K19, so I will not be uh, going through who I will be choosing. But uh, there, is, <laughs> there is a little bit of JIT talk that we have to go through this week. I'm feeling a little RSPN y. <laughs> feeling a little RSPN ish? <laughs> uh, but at, at this point in time, if you listen to myself and Jeff long enough, you should be familiar with the term JIT, and um, I felt this way positively and a little bit, and with a little bit of concern Okay, in my first week of March Madness. Last week ended, and Jeff and Chris both said that I was not going to be able to last very long in my March Madness tenure, and so far within, since Thursday, I've been doing pretty good. I've been doing pretty well. Uh, I ended up watching... A little bit of the first four. I will not confirm. I will not confirm how many of the first four that I had watched. But uh, <laughs> Thursday went well. Friday went well. Saturday went well. I watched a little bit of the hype with John Morant and Murray State. Uh, I watched Tom Izzo get in the face of one of his players and go completely ape shit crazy, and that ended up having a debate on Twitter. And whether or not you like an old white guy putting his hands in your face with a balled up clenched fist on the opposite side of his arm. Uh, so that was fun. I watched the Gators lose. Uh, what else did I watch? How, at what point were you slipping at this point? Like, where, where were you like, okay, this is starting to be a little bit too much? Because here's my thing with college basketball a, a lot of it is just these, these, these niggas running up and down the court and shooting uh, contested threes and missing. And that becomes a part, and that becomes a part of jit talk that I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> There's something to be said about this March Madness, but I get, but I gave it an open mind. Uh, I gave, I gave it an open mind for for what it's worth. This year has been said to be one of the best first rounds uh, in a while. It's kind of crazy because I could have sworn that was said last year. But to take a to take a to take a quote from our good friend Josh Pease, is it? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that actually deserves a Josh type of is it. But the highlight out of all of this is has been uh everybody's experience with their brackets along with the uh highlight of Duke and what is going to go down with them going forward into the tournament. Uh we discussed last week in episode 26 of how far everybody watching March Madness as well as us within RSPN would like to see Duke go forward. And it ended up being an area where at least at minimum, it will be final four for Duke and possibly going into a national championship and winning the national championship due to the fact that their star power is just 
completely overwhelming for most schools, but it's them and UNC all the time. It's like those are the two that are just like always on top. Yes, a very storied rivalry and a rivalry that has shown in brackets this year of what people expect for uh, or would hope, would like to see for the championship. But it almost did not end up that way on Sunday night when Duke faced uh, the University of Central Florida. It's been a game that has been referenced as an instant classic. And for what it's worth, I can take that. Um, I can take that at face value because watching UCF versus Duke was very entertaining. Um Seeing people, see, seeing people gather around to their TVs once you tell them, hey, Duke's losing. They're like, ah, oh, it's probably early in the first. Oh, whatever, they'll come back. <laughs> you're like, no, there's two minutes left in the game. Duke's down four. I'm like, holy shit, what? So they grab it. <laughs> so they jump into the TV and, 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 they, and they begin to watch. And UCF um, gives Duke probably the best type of game that they may see in the entire tournament. And let's just clarify. Let's just clarify. Somebody said, "Oh my God, they're down. They're down. What was it? Four? And there's two minutes left. That's be, and they know that that's crazy because them niggas miss so many shots in college basketball that they might not come back. Like yeah. in the NBA, they could probably make that four back in like two possessions. Yeah, <laughs> Literally. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like you were gonna tell me, all right, Warriors down four, two minutes left. I'm like, what the fuck are you telling me for? I don't <laughs> give a fuck. Curry's about to hit three. Clay's about to hit three in 20 seconds and is going to end up being either a tie game or a game that the Warriors end up winning. But due to the fact that college basketball plays in in, in, in such different ways, a four-point swing with two minutes left ends up being, wow, this might this might end up actually happening. UCF might play it off. Maybe they'll be able to get this done and bust probably every single person's bracket that might might exist right now. As it, missed record, 10 shot. it missed 10 shots. Yeah, they ended up they ended up doing with I want to say a minute and fifty three left, one of the most confusing <laughs> that I've ever seen in my entire life. If you're, I know for a fact that if you're eighteen, maybe nineteen years old right now, and you are about to eliminate the behemoth of the NCAA from a team that nobody expected out of Orlando, Florida, your hands and your legs are all shaking. I know everybody on UCF wanted to throw up. <laughs> so for you to throw an alley oop, they're probably they probably farting and shit too. Yeah, exactly. Like everybody's nerve, everybody's nervous, everybody's nervous, and you have the opportunity on a fast break, a very good fast break at least. I want to say it was at least three on one, where you can just do a normal pass, a normal bounce pass to a cutter, one of UCS best players on the team, and just get them up six. And at that point, you dare Duke to try and do whatever magic that they have and dare Coach K to do whatever he'd like to try and get a tie game with that much time left on the clock. And because of that, you throw the alley-oop to Aubrey Dawkins, had a very good game, and it goes through his hands for a turnover. <laughs> and they fuck up another possession. <laughs> and with seconds left, down three, Zion Williamson, gets the, Zion Williamson gets the ball, drives all the way up to tackle fall, Literally throws the shit in his face, gets an AL one. Tago Falls last uh, foul that he has left to give. Now he's ejected out of the game, and now it is uh, a game where they can go up one. Now, now before you finish, now this only happens in like the rarest of NBA games that it just completely falls apart like this. The rarest of NBA games. I mean, if it, if this if this type of thing happened in the NBA as far as, as, as with this with these implications <laughs> on the line, you should be oh god. Like cuz you pretty much know like if this is like the Kings against the Warriors and this happens, it's like, ah, it's the Kings." You know, it's like it's 
it happens, you know, like. With, with with these type of implications, you usually be looking at like a, a top tier team, like obviously the Warriors or uh, you know, you know, one of those top tier teams, and against another top tier team, like let's say on the East, it would be the Raptors this year, right? Mm-hmm. If this happens in a Warriors Raptors game, it's like what what the fuck's going? On? Is this? <laughs> There's no way. If I would have seen them up four and Larry just throws a little no look whoopsie daisy over to Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> Kawhi is gonna be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and by that time, Curry's already had four. It's the finals, and it's the finals. Let's say oh, it's the finals. It's the finals? No, no, Kawhi's. Gonna... <laughs> I'm just gonna come out of Kawhi. He's gonna start swinging all all little at Lowry. <laughs> oh shit! But because of that, Zion Williamson uh, to tie the game. Misses the free throw, and thankfully, R.J. Barrett is there to get the rebound, put the put the ball into the hoop, of course, and they get well, – R.J. Barrett gets the rebound, throws it up, makes it, and now Duke is in the lead. So if I'm a UCF fan, I am fucking pissed because you have – Niggas green. Yeah, yeah, that should have been Taco Fall. That should have been Taco Fall on the bench all the way to yeah, just yelling it from the top of his lungs because they'll know what it means. So now you have – a final possession of UCF now going for the win. And you watch the play, and you're just like, okay, what's, what's going to happen? I highly doubt that a foul is going to be called. Because <laughs> it's the last few seconds, and I uh, there's a good chance that nobody, no referee is going to take the risk of saying, yeah, I called the shot. I called the foul that eliminated Duke from the NCAA tournament. There is going to, you're, 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 face is going to be plastered over every type of website going forward. So UCF goes, um, Taylor tries to go for a little bank shot on the side, misses it. Dawkins comes in for one, a crazy tip in and the tip in just goes doop, doop (laughs) and bounces right out. As soon as that happens, automatic tears. Everybody's crying. Duke wins. Coach K's heart is beating through his fucking skull. Because he knows he just escaped and gives words of encouragement to the UCF players for a very good job and a, I'm sure a hard-fought uh, game to try and get Duke out of here. But they are literally face in jersey, tears in eyes. We almost had Duke almost beat one of the most storied NCAA teams, and it doesn't happen. And to me, is, it's because of that. This is literally. Uh, this is this is literally almost as if like you know. Let's say we're we're literally playing 2K. Just just to, just to say the two, WWE 2K, and I have you pinned, okay? And out of nowhere, Cyrus comes. Oh, in let me guess. Cyrus comes through with a fucking elbow <laughs> drop from the top of a ladder and ruins the two. And oh my say, god! We say fucking Cyrus, and he's like, "Hey, what you mean, bro? I ain't gonna let you win, right, but I can't let you win, bro." And then when you pin Cyrus, he doesn't do his payback. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be sitting there jobbing, and he'd be like, God damn, Cyrus. Did you try? Like, like, what the fuck? I I commend you watching these types of of games because I think people who watch college uh, basketball, they're purposely punishing themselves. Like, you know, like, these nail-biter moments come from the fact that these kids have literally no discipline whatsoever. So yeah, I know that you were watching this like, what the fuck am I watching right now? There's literally no type of defense or there's no thought or basketball IQ being given in this at all. It's just, it's just 
it's just one of the frustrating things about March Madness. And maybe it shouldn't be frustrating to me because I know that I am watching people in college and it's not going to be uh, in the same manner that I watch things in the NBA. But it's just like, damn, you can't do it. It's 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 just the mental the mental things that I try and look at from that point of view. Those are one of the things that I would say I have the most uh, problem with watching yeah. the NCAA. Yeah. It, it's it's a very frustrating thing to watch. Like, it, it, in the most frustrating Lakers games in my tenure of watching them, I don't think anyone has anything has ever, like, matched up to the way I felt trying to sit through a college basketball game and see so many of these kids literally – running full speed <laughs> to to the basket, yep. stopping at the three-point line, and just shooting the ball. Just launch it. <laughs> Fuck it. I can't. I can't watch it. I can't do two games. The fact that you did a whole weekend is crazy. Nah, I, I, I would like to still continue with seeing and finding the excellence in March Madness. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. But it's going to be hard. Oh, definitely going to be hard. I don't know how you're going to do it. It's uh, the 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 I I I'd, I'd love to be able to have an in depth conversation with those who prefer March Madness over a lot of NBA, and hopefully Crap. they're hopefully they're, uh, it, it might be because I'm I'm hoping that their that their um, explanations do not involve oh, no uh, the heart. It's the heart. It, it, yeah, it's it's gonna be they got more heart. They want it more, and I'm like they're also not being paid. Also not being paid. Uh, I like the I like the aspect, and I've always liked the aspect of okay, one game, either win it or you don't. Whether it's the NFL, whether it's NCAA, that's cool. But it's just like, nah. I it, it's always gonna be. It is literally always gonna be. They've got heart. Uh, they go out there and put it all on the line. NBA players are prima donnas. They get paid millions oh, of dollars. Always that, take. always that take. That's literally what it's gonna be. It's gonna like listen. There's no accounting for heart. But when you don't have to do what these kids do anymore, of course you're not going to take the. Of course you're not going to have to do that. But you're also more disciplined, and you make your shots a lot more. Like I would love, like, like I, I always find it hilarious. And like I know this is this is just me, like <clears throat> espousing my non-knowledge of, of college basketball or whatever. I'm just you know from what I've seen, you look at someone like Harden or Westbrook who who went through that system. And then it's like you look at them now, and it's just like you think they would rather be in college right now, doing that, or what they're doing right now. They, uh, I'm sure, Harden loves being able to score an average, damn near thirty plus a game, and have these type of MVP uh, conversations. Exactly, doing what he's doing out in uh, Arizona State. But or he's also playing. But he's also playing in a system where you know, as much as we rag on him about defense, that at least offensively, he's playing in some type of system where he understands the rules and that he can't make or take certain shots where it's like, you know, at all, you know, if he's, if he's hot or not, it's like, there is no type of discipline in these games. I, I literally do not see how people prefer one over the other. Oh, there's a whole, there's, there's, there's a whole lot. I just don't know what they're, I don't know what they see that I don't see, but there's a whole lot. It must be school pride. It's gotta be school pride. Cause, uh, outside of a couple of small things that could even be debated. <laughs> I don't know, bro. <laughs> Oh my god, I I can't do it. I, I for that. I I figured you cut you you like after last episode. I figured you tap out at one game. Nah, 
I'll give it. I'll give it. I think I even said. I'm it. hoping. I'm hoping I can get past Elite Eight. If I can get past Elite Eight, I will be happy and start going into Final Four. And of course, uh, like I do with anything, I'll watch the championship game of anything almost. But um, shout out to the University of Central Florida. I was hoping that I was going to be able to shout out some of my alumni friends and uh, congratulate them on being the bracket buster of probably every single person in the country. Uh, but you end up you end up a victim of jit talk, unfortunately. Yep, jit talk. Uh, make them shots, fellas. Yep, jit talk. Duke continues to go forward, and we'll see uh, who they play throughout the remainder of the tournament. Now, when you bring up Lakers, that's actually the second part of jit talk that I like to talk about. Oh, perfect. And it, it has become a interesting story for the perspective of many who had. I'll put it this way: there were there were some special types of opinions uh, for this family, for this father. Oh my God! Uh, this son, his sons, <laughs> and wanting to see scenarios for these three kids where they hope that their father doesn't get in the way of too much shit in their uh, excelling of their career. But this weekend ended up taking a very difficult turn for Lonzo Ball as he started hinting at a departure from Big Baller brand after he found out that um, LeVar Ball's friend and the co-founder of Big Baller brand, Alan Foster, allegedly stole $1.5 million from Lonzo Ball uh, throughout the Big Baller brand campaign with all the shoes and all of the merchandising and so on and so forth that ended up being uh, a good amount of revenue for the Ball family. I don't know anybody at all who ended up getting those fucking sneakers, but apparently no. everything else with T-shirts and supporting black businesses and all that ended up being really cute. But now Alan Foster uh, stole $1.5 million from it and uh, following up to Lonzo finding out about all of that he headed to instagram removed everything big baller related from his instagram um unfollowed the big baller brand accounts apparently entertained a fake nike ad that he may have found online um, <laughs> and his younger brother lamello according to usa today thanked lonzo for getting them out out referring to uh lavar's company with big baller brand so i know that uh, Lonzo had entertained the fact that Nike could be something that is going on or could happen in the future. Uh, his manager, Andrew, jo oh, no, his man, his manager posted a, something on Instagram as well, uh, throwing the big baller brand shoes in the trash. I don't know why it was five hundred dollars shoes, and uh, well, they probably they probably got it for free. So, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, you have the do that. He more than likely got it for free. The people that fucking bought it for five hundred dollars and not throwing their clunky big baller brands in the in in in, in the trash. But, uh, it seems that it seems that Lonzo Ball has been hurt and he's taking things into his own hands. Uh, according to Ramona Shelburne, the Ball family had discussions over the weekend about folding big baller brand and anything associated with Alan Foster. So we have a scenario where big baller brand might end completely, and now you have Lonzo Ball. Um, entertaining different areas to go through for his for his brand uh very, first off very unfortunate uh super super unfortunate that it you know it, it had to end this way i think like you said um you know a lot of people were very critical of lavar ball for you know betting on himself and betting on his sons i don't think you should ever 
feel bad for for that you know uh however this has ended in the mess that it's you know it's ended in the same way that the first one started a complete mess uh you know there have been also conversations of uh, the Lakers even taking Lonzo to aside and saying, "Hey, these shoes might be the reason why your fucking ankle is fucked up, bro." Like, yeah, like, there's, like, made a shit out of paper mache. I don't know what they. <laughs> but it, you know, it, it's just it's terrible that it even has to. You know, they had to end this way. Um, it, on, on both sides, I can already see the discourse getting ugly as far as the people that were against it. And the people, you know, that are for Big Brother brand and having to explain, you know, really what's happening now. But just I think at the at the root of this, it is very, you know, there are very young people that, you know, Lonzo and his brothers that are at the middle of this. And it's their futures, essentially, that are kind of ruined because they were attached to this brand so, you know, so tightly. I don't think you've ever seen an athlete attached to a brand so tightly before, before they had even, you know, gotten to the league. Yes. And, and now, you know, they were synonymous with, with BBB. And now that that's over, it's gonna it's gonna look silly when Lonzo's wearing Kobe's or 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 Kyrie's next year. You know, it's gonna look very very weird. And you know, a lot of and I gotta say, like even though you know it, it's not like an L for him, it's gonna look real real funny in in the next season when Lavar has to kind of like say like a lot of the things that he said or or prophesize other than you know Lonzo going to the Lakers has not and out and that's just really unfortunate yeah and i i really hope this doesn't become another lavar show thing after after all this this should be pretty much the nail in the coffin for any of that shit nobody wants to see first taken undisputed anymore of of him uh uh trying to entertain all these conversations with stephen a smith uh about the types of things that he thinks of lebron of of lebron of LeBron James and uh, Lonzo Ball and who should be the most important person on the court. This should really be like the death knee. Like, let's just end that. Yeah, there's no there's no conversation here at all. I, I think it's firmly LeBron, as we even saw throughout the season, they put Lonzo's ass on the chopping block many times. Uh, firmly, LeBron's the most important. LeVar, even more muted than usual. I think he might have said like two or three comments, like even with the playoff contention at this point point it's like i have to say he, he puts himself together quite well <laughs> throughout the season i'm not saying anything particularly stupid kind of taking all his heat to luke instead of lebron until the until kind of like the end but i mean again for someone who was so synonymous with making this brand and saying this brand was going to be fortune 500 in the next couple of years and all types of you know touting cap. all these things cap. all all cap you know it was all cap and it turns out your own brother and this speaks to a deeper issue. It's like your own brother, your own partner is the one stealing from you and your family and your children. That has to suck. I'm completely good with him being out of the spotlight. And I don't want to bring it into an area where it gets corny and you champion it as, oh, I told you so, blah, blah, blah. Because yeah. then the people that uh, actually believed in this started going, oh, wow, y'all didn't like a black dad uh, with black sons. Oh, that's crazy. And then he just having a whole <laughs> different different type of co- type of conversation but you just felt an aura that was just like why are you in this type of spotlight let lonzo do the things that he needs to do to be great we're talking about a 21 year old athlete that for the first time more than likely in a long time in his basketball playing career now has the opportunity to put things in his hands there is no lavar saying no you need to do x y and z mm-hmm. wear this shirt make these shoes wear them put this brand on everything, get it tattooed. If the NBA <laughs> makes a big deal about it, cool. That's even more, that's even more uh, 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 brand awareness. Like all that can finally go. 
And that is the one positive that I would see that Lonzo could take from this. Obviously, you're out $1.5 million. I don't know how you get that shit back, but oh, they're um, gonna sue. They're litigation. Litigation. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he can hopefully he can uh go forward with that. But the family, the family aspect of this just ends up being something that is going to end up, in my opinion, playing out dirty. And with all of that. Let's not try and feed the beast and bring LeVar into all these conversations and say, hey, your best friend uh, ripped off your son. How do you feel about that? And then we have to hear 30 minutes of him trying to explain it and so on and so forth. It's going to be bad. You know we're going to get it, but I, I'd rather it not happen as well. I, I think LeVar has just become larger than life at this point. Again, very muted this year, um, but still very prevalent. I think I, I think he's just waiting for the you know he's waiting for the tell all like I would like Mark would you be surprised if uh, weeks before the playoffs or or, or in a couple of weeks really that he does a, a sit down interview a tell all about the the whole season with the Lakers in, oh, in LeBron's first season God. I and, would not be surprised and it's gonna be nothing but clickbait quotes and just things that they run with 10 a.m. on ESPN uh, it's it feels it feels good that it feels good that. Uh, some of the sentiments that you had about LeVar Ball end up playing out in ways that end up being unfortunate, but it's like, let's use that. Let's use that and try and feed the beast a whole lot less. Yeah, well, it, it, it's playing out like, I mean, if you want to use another, uh, you know, L.A. Luminary, you know, I, I guess he's, he's kind of like he's, he's moved here. He's a he's a uh, kind of like a transplant, like Soldier Boy in the Soldier game. You know, it's like if you sell snake oil. This is what's gonna this happen. It's gonna end up happening. Yeah, if you sell snake oil, this is what's gonna happen. Like this is his Nintendo Kanye West moment. Oh no, let's <laughs> please not have a Breakfast Club moment with the ball. Oh, no, I didn't yeah. think of Breakfast Club. Yeah, it's gonna oh, happen. God. You're, and you're not gonna be surprised when it happens. We're just gonna sit down and listen. We know it's gonna be cap, but at this point, it's a circus. Everything about Lonzo's career has been a circus, and I think that you know, here's my thing. I think he needs to go ahead. Cut the bullshit, sign a Nike, let them make a dope ass commercial, and let them make you some real ass shoes. Ho- 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 yeah, hopefully, hopefully they will have the opportunity to do so. And even even LeBron James thinks that's a good idea. He had said to the LA Times, uh, "Whatever the kid decides to do, whatever brand he comes with next, if it's with Nike, obviously we would welcome him. I would definitely welcome him. I love the kid regardless of what shoes he has on, but we shall see. I love the fact that he's taking control of his stuff." I mean, that's what's really, really dope to me. Once I saw that story, I just seen a kid turning into a man. This is my career, and I'm taking this. I done had enough with whatever. I'd had enough. If I'm not going to be successful, I'm not going to be successful on my own terms. And he added with a smile, I mean, he plays well when he has on Nikes. Yep. Hey, if, if LeBron's got anything to do with it, that boy's going to be on Nike sooner than later. Yeah, probably the biggest athlete on Nike um, currently outside of Serena Williams and um, more than likely Kevin Durant as well. Uh, yep. but he I, I, have... I think he, he shoots up to that level of Kevin. I, I think him and KD on the same level. I think LeVar Nike uh, apparel goes up because it, they could really like there's a marketing opportunity to say like on my own or something like that. Like, like, like I'm on my own now and this is what it is and have an interview about that and have commercials about it and stuff like that. Like, Nike's marketing next level, especially this season. Like, yeah. it, I, I think they could really make Lonzo Ball. They they could turn around the confusion about him being silent, the confusion about his father. They could turn that around and make that a positive, and they can spin it, and they could have a positive story going into the season. I don't know if he stays with the Lakers. You know, 
I think he should, but I do I do know that he needs some he needs some good publicity going into uh, the next season and whatever he does next. I, I really think a Nike move would be good for him. Now, not, that's not because I'm a fan of the shoes, but I think that they're, they're a machine. This works way better. And the difficult part about it is uh, I try and put myself in the picture of being that son. And now you have to move forward and start making things for your uh, career and decisions for yourself on your own. Uh, how do you how do you go into business without your father? Now that your father was the the head honcho for everything that that you dealt with, what if there is a scenario where he comes back to Lonzo and apologizes for doing X, Y, and Z and fucking around with, um, uh, of course, Alan with Big Ball brand uh, with 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 the Big Baller brand uh, embezzlement. And so on and so forth, and wants to get down with that type of Nike deal. What does that look like? How do you tell your father, "No, I want to move forward with these types of things"? Just like that. Just that's, like that. That's that's difficult. I mean, well, well, here's the thing. We tried it for two years, going on three years. We tried it. We we had a good moment. We got some good publicity. We got a Facebook show out of it. We got some money. Some people didn't even get their shoes. I think it's just best if I just cut ties right now and not be connected with that and let you do the damage control because I can't, I can't save you no more old man. I got to go do my own thing. That's how you do it. Damn. Now, does he have the balls to do it? I don't know. Yeah. Cause I really takes, don't know. That takes a lot of balls. And on top of that, he has to save LiAngelo as well as LaMelo from that same type of scenario happening from that. But the good thing about that is at least he knows that his two brothers is seeing how all this is painting out. And more than likely, they've seen it for a long time and we're just uh, keeping things low due to the fact that A, LiAngelo has not really been in too much news since the fucking China situation. And uh, LaMelo has ended up uh, doing his own thing, uh, making his own path with his basketball career. Yes. So, so unfortunate that things played out this way. Hopefully Lonzo Ball will be able to have a uh, good moment for him and, in LeBron's words, turn into a man and, and, and have these decisions go with a new team, with a new path that is a little bit more focused on his wants and his advancements in his career going forward. But LeVar Ball Circus, we need to put a rest in peace. Hit the gong. I think you got one more. I think you got one more show before it's, uh, before it's stopped. One, one, more one, more, one more swindle? One you more got, uh, you got one more show. Well, t- technically two more shows, because if, if Lonzo leaves, you can expect to hear more about that too. Got one more Billy McFarlane in him before before he calls it quits. That's <laughs> one more uh what what's the what was the what was the email? Uh oh uh <laughs> oh fuck what was the email? <laughs> it was like top class NYC yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, the same people that bought the uh ball brand shoes, it's like, hey, I got something new. <laughs> you want the Lonzo Nikes? Hit me with six hundred, and I got you. <laughs> you want the new Travis Scott ones? We got those. Oh no, I got the purples. <laughs> I got the purples. Travis said he ain't make them, but I got them. Just with me. Oh shit! You know, a lot's been said on both sides. I think both sides have have obviously you know points with what he's done, and as far as taking the attention, and I mean, a lot of it has worked. Everything he said literally happened until it stopped. You know, and that, that's what happens with trolls. Like, everything literally happens until it stops happening. But, you know, I think going into, you know, Lonzo's, was, this, this is going to be like his third, fourth season? Uh, it's, about, it's about that. Yeah, it's 21. Uh, he got drafted maybe uh, 2016. Third season. It's third season, I think. Uh, it's third season, yes. Yes, yeah, it's his third season. This is an important – this is make or break for him, honestly. 
he's he's got to make the numbers and, and and do the things that can get him a max deal either on this team or on another team. Mm-hmm. He don't he don't need the circus this black cloud following him all over the place. That's why I say you need to cut ties now because when it comes down to it, the Lakers took him because Magic Johnson's a star fucker. Yep. Let's just let's just keep it a hundred. I don't see any other team giving him that um, that amount of money or or any type of amount of money if they know that that's attached to it. That circus is attached to it. Look at the top teams right now. Timberwolves got their own strife. Philly's got their own strife. Uh, you know, even the Spurs have their have have had strife in the past two years. You think they yep. want to add La- La- Lavar Ball to that? Nobody Fuck. wants to add Fuck to it. And, no. and what's funny was when the Anthony Davis thing was going down, they're like, "Yeah, Lonzo might go to New Orleans." Lavar's like, "Oh hell no, we ain't going to New Orleans." It's like, "Yo, get <laughs> the out of the way! Get out of the way! <laughs> Just get out for sure." A hundred percent. I I think that you know even stuff like that. It's just like we didn't want your ass anyway. Like you know, like at the end of the day, it's like no one wants to attach that. And then you got to pay this kid upwards of one hundred and fifty to two hundred two hundred million dollars to come with that. Fuck no. And my thing is this: like Lonzo got to have the numbers to match that contract. He got to play out of his mind next year, Mark. For real. I think I think he has the I think he has the opportunity to excel and be. Uh, make improvements to his career that, say, uh, D'Angelo Russell now has the opportunity to do in Brooklyn. Yeah, but with all of the, with all of the circus and all the bullshit around it, I was just like, I don't know how this is gonna happen. <laughs> and now that, and now that, and now that that weight is literally cut off from him, maybe he'll have more of an opportunity to do so. It may take him po- possibly venturing outside of Los Angeles, but who knows what they deal do with Lonzo Ball going forward. We'll just have to see um, in the second season of LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. Ooh, I, I can't wait. And I have some more uh, conversation with that uh, when we come back from this commercial break. Uh, there might be a positive. There might be a positive in uh, LeBron James missing, officially missing his first playoffs encounter since 2005. Uh, along with everything else that has been going on in the NBA as far as MVP conversation, um, this week's highlights in the NBA, Bosch's jersey getting retired tonight versus the Orlando Magic, uh, and uh, some small, small NFL talk. We'll just make some highlights. It might, it might be a shout-out, but I'll decide what I want to do with that. So stay tuned. This is RSPN on RNC Radio. We'll be back after this. This is what I fucking wanted for life! I just wanna kill this nigga! Count to three! I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. You're gonna eat this lumbar check and you're gonna fucking die! You're gonna fucking die! What?! Oh! What a knee! Alexander is out! He's trying to follow up! Knees! Knees! Into the cover! Hooks the leg! And Tony Dice is headed to WrestleMania. Here's your winner, Tony Nice. All right, we're back. RSPN, RNC Radio, episode 27. He is Justin. I am Mark. Yo, yo, yo. I think I feel like I'm doing a, a pretty good job here. I think I'm doing good. Doing a very good job. Doing a very good job, sir. One of the best positives about um, uh, you being here this week, being our special guest, and discussing all of the uh, intricacies of Tinseltown, the Los Angeles Lakers, is now that Jeff uh, is on vacation, I can discuss 
the positives of my Miami Heat. Oh wow, yeah. Well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna carry the torch here because Jeff did send me a text today and said, uh, uh, "Keep your." He said, "Keep your foot on this pussy nigga's neck." So, yeah, I'm gonna do that. He said that. Oh, these pussy niggas or that pussy nigga? These pussy niggas. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. It's it's a work text, oh, but okay. it's it's work text. Shoot feelings. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely <laughs> shoot feelings. It's definitely shoot feelings. Those will always those will always be there one hundred percent. That's one thing that I can count on. Uh, but uh, Miami has been doing very well. Miami has been doing very well. Nine and two, I want to say, for the month of March, going into the NBA playoffs. Uh, a strong fight for the eighth seed, which has not been very comfortable. But it's a big week for the Miami Heat in the fact that um, Chris Bosh's jersey gets retired tonight by the Heat. Um, I'm so fucking glad that he just decided to, to give up the goose and just hang it up. Like, why was he fighting so hard? Well, here's the thing. I, I still don't think it's 100% gone, and that's the difficult part. I understand for a lot of different NBA players that ball really ends up being life despite the family and the wife or everything else that you may have in life. Basketball ends up being something that you've done every day since you were a child, and it's hard to get out of that mentality. But when you have something that is as life-threatening as what Chris Bosh has, let's not play with life and death to try and get these dreams off. And that was one of the um, more difficult ideas to have when it came with dealing with Chris Bosh and all of that, when he was actively trying to get on an NBA team throughout all of that. Nobody and, they said, and they said, nigga, no, like go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Pat Riley said, no, please, please stay home. Do what you need to be a family man. And it wasn't to be, it wasn't to be disrespectful. It's the fact that if we take the chance on this and there <laughs> happens to be a game and you die on TV, we are fucked. I'm sorry to laugh at that, but Jesus Christ, you, you just imagine like, <laughs> just imagine, like you like he playing and he just falls, just and, dies, and, and that's it. Like he, it's a couple seconds left. He takes the three. He's watching it go out, and then it's like remember, remember that movie, The Wrestler. I hate to keep bringing in wrestle shit in this, but remember the movie, The Wrestler, at the end when he jumps off, yeah, the top rope and it ends. That yeah. is, that's that moment, literally. It's just like nobody wants to have that awkward scene, and it's going to be so bad for the NBA. For Pat Riley, the Miami Heat, then Adam Silver has got to explain shit. It's it, it's it's way better to me. To me, I am not Chris Bosh, but when I look at the fact that I'm a two-time champion on one of the most storied teams of all time. Oh, get the f- oh, all right. Let's not let's not debate that. That's one of the most storied teams of all time. And I have a beautiful wife, children that are young, and I have the opportunity to see them grow. Not a lot of NBA players, not a lot of athletes in general have the opportunity to see uh, their children grow from that young age. I take it. I take it. And it's been hard for Chris. As, as, as much as it has been hard for Chris, I'm very thankful that he has this opportunity to be uh, in the rafters. So basically, basically, NBA said, "Go die at your house." That's literally what they said. <laughs> well, it's it's not even go die at your house because now he has the opportunity to to do what he wants to at a much more calmer pace. There is no 
testing life or death with blood clots playing an NBA game where your heart is beating out of your chest and so many different things and emotions and uh, 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 mentalities that you have throughout a, a, a 48 minute game. Now you can do it. At, now you can do it at your house and hopefully have the opportunity to clear up all of that so that those types of things do not bring themselves up once again, like they did the first time that he cleared them up and came back after a short no. amount of time. It came right back. Now, do you think he will come back or do you think this is really it? If this is it, it should be it. Okay. I, 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 do you, th- do you think, do you think he's at, pe- do you think he's at peace with it? Mentally? No. Okay. Mentally. I don't think he is. Okay. I would, I would expect him to be, uh, to, to want to continue to play the game of basketball. Uh, unfortunately, this chose him leaving the league for him, as opposed to something that Dwayne Wade has been saying for the past couple of weeks, where he would prefer to tell you when he is leaving the NBA than it being the opposite. Right. And unfortunately with Chris, um, all of these issues and the battle with the heat and so on and so forth ended up being the reason why he had to leave. But if I had to choose, Chris would have wa- Chris would have rather gone down with the ship of the Miami heat as far as battling, getting the playoff contention and doing what he has to do. Um, and closing the chapter on his career that way. Because it was going to end up being that way when uh, LeBron James left for uh, the Cavaliers. And at the time, it was Bosch that was still one of the larger uh, pieces of the big three that were still left. And we were going to move forward with him being, you know, the one of the key people in keeping everything together before everything with Wade to Chicago happened, uh, and then Wade goes to Cleveland, and then so many different things happened. Uh, what, what, what a weird breakup for that team, too. Even even with the Wade leaving and like being like very sassy towards Pat at that oh, yeah, time. It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was definitely a terrible breakup. And the good thing about Wade retiring is you get to have more of those open conversations of Wade saying that, you know, that was one of the hardest things of his career because it was an area where he did not necessarily want to, but there becomes instances where uh, you kind of need to, to mm-hmm. do certain things and get away from certain people and continue um, uh, a story on your own. Um, the portion of LeBron James and Dwayne Wade with the um, infamous dinner with Pat Riley before LeBron James decided he's going back to Cleveland has, is not really brought up by many people discussing uh, the Miami Heat outside of, say, a, a, a Dan Levitard who has uh, a lot of insight into that scenario and what had happened with Pat trying to keep LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh together that summer of 2014. Uh, but it ended up being bad. It, it, it ended up being a an odd breakup that uh, proved to me that these types of dynasties it takes a large amount of stuff to keep these things together. Egos, egos. I mean, we're seeing it right now. Literally, I'm. You can you see Katie and Dre. They're on thin ice together. They're literally jousting on thin ice, and you know someone's gonna give. And I, honestly, like that's the one thing I'm afraid of. I'm not afraid of the Warriors winning. I'm afraid that they're going to lose because they're they're literally going to fight each other right now. Like they they there's just like Steph seems to be in his own world as usual, Clay in his own world. But I think that you know the to me that team has always been like the major key. Just like with the Heatles, I'll say like the major key to that was like Bosch playing exceptionally well and keeping it together. 
and, I, and like with this, it's like the Warriors need KD and Draymond to be on a, on the same, you know, at least mentally on the same side. And it just looks like Draymond's in his own world and he's playing like shit. And KD is kind of just being KD, but still being somehow very passive, almost like not even there right now to me. Sometimes when I watch those games, so it's like you know, it takes a lot to keep these these types of teams together and. To, to the Warriors' credit, they're an example or, or a bigger example of what the Heat were. You know, they managed to do it for this long. Yeah. But you, you think if he, if you think if Pat Riley was able to keep these guys for another season or two, that it wouldn't have been Braun and Wade popping off, or Braun and Bosch popping off, or Wade and Bosch popping off. Like it could have blown. It could have ended way worse than it did when you think about it. It could have. It could have been a lot worse, especially in this in the um, uh, scenarios that it did play out of. You think of LeBron James leaving. Um, the Miami Heat to go to the Cavaliers noted in an area where uh, Dwayne Wade had recently opted into his contract and took yeah. way, way less money thinking, okay, LeBron's going to stay. All right, fuck it. I'm going to stay. Y'all just, just figure this shit out. I'll, I'll be here. He dips out and now Wade has opted into a contract that is uh, something that he did not want and something that he did not expect. But when it comes to uh, best friends and the, things that they want for themselves, you kind of can't argue that with LeBron and be like, yo, I just opted into this shit. Where, where, where the hell are you going? Yeah. Any, green, any, green, green. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was green as fuck. Any, you and me, you and me would have that conversation of like, yo, what are you, what are you doing? X, Y, Z. But we're not, we're, we're, we're not, we're not uh, in scenario where we're playing with fucking millions of dollars on the table. And we're not yeah. really athletes that say, okay, well, I know for a fact that Miami was not your, uh, 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 place to begin with you would like to go back um to where you came from essentially and do what you need to do uh and what you promised for that city so it's understandable miami was not necessarily your home to begin with wade ends up being a different uh story with his uh beginning in the nba and now thankfully his ending in the same jersey but uh it's a large it's a large amount that i feel like the three of them and pat riley will hopefully be able to tell down the road um, uh, and this with Bosch's Jersey retirement is one of the key parts of it. So, uh, very big shout outs to Chris Bosch and his, uh, opportunity to live forever with, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Tim Hardaway, and of course, Alonzo Mourning up there in the rafters. Hopefully one day. Oh, and that, you know, that bootleg Michael Jordan Jersey. That's in the <laughs> yeah. Y'all, y'all want to talk about that. I was going to bring that up. I was like, you yeah, talk about damn, it? Uh, that's, that's, that's in 400 level. That's, uh, <laughs> That's not even like a real room. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, yeah. Change subject, change subject. Uh, okay, well, let's, let's, say, let's say the subject. Um, Lakers officially out of the playoffs. How do you feel? Um, I think the feeling in the city – here's the thing. Like, Lakers fandom in the city is very weird. Uh, we were all for LeBron, even though we didn't want to be. Then, you know, we weren't playing well. Then we were playing well. Then we weren't playing well again. Then LeBron was out. So it's like – I've never seen a circus like this up close in person. Like, mind you, you you know this, and I think a lot of people know this. I'm from Virginia. We didn't have anything like this. Like, you know, we don't we don't have a professional team. So I was able to um, kind of pick who I wanted. You know, I, I'm not the, the listen. Washington D.C. is like four hours away from Norfolk, Virginia. I'm not picking the fucking Wizards or the Bullets. No, nobody wants to waste time cheering for the Wizards anyway. Yeah, so I was all I I gravitated to to Chicago when I was a kid, and then I gravitated to the Lakers because I was like, you know, you're a kid, you want to fuck with winners, bro, like whatever. So now you know, coming over to LA, it's like I came in during 
rights with Kobe. So I remember I remember when he retired. I was here. They changed everything was Kobe down. Yeah. Does LeBron get that type of love? Uh, I don't think he's going to get that type of love. And I, you know, that that conversation shouldn't even be had yet unless he brings a championship to the table, you know? And it, I said from the beginning, we are not winning anything this year. We will be surprised. I will be surprised if we go to the playoffs. I remember saying this because mm-hmm. the team we had was smelly, and the team they put him around him was smelly. I don't know what people thought. I remember checking out mentally during during trade deadline and saying, "Okay, this is getting kind of ridiculous." Like I've never seen a circus like this before, and it, it's it's the LeBron circus. It's what he comes with, and you've seen this with Miami, Mark. Like this is this is what comes with him. Like it is the bullshit. It is pageantry it is the ups and the downs with this obviously this is a down for us a lot of people in the city very disappointed but very realistic i think a lot a lot more people here are more realistic than people think you know you got to look outside of twitter for this like there are people in the city that knew this this was going to be the outcome and from what they saw at times the team did gel this Mm -hmm. team was not going to gel for very especially when it comes to the playoffs when he takes it to a different level because a lot of these guys had not been there before and you're you're trying to drag the 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 disembodied carcass of Rondo up and down the, the court every single fucking game. I had to tune out. So yeah. obviously you have the people on Twitter that are happy, they're cool, they're, you know, they think it's, it's hilarious. And you know, they've been there forever. Like we've been on a drought for going on five, six, seven years now, I think, of, of not being in the playoffs. And, you know, we're gonna it's gonna carry on. But I think obviously this is a chance to look at the personnel you have, not uh, <laughs> magic notwithstanding. And it's it's you know it's it's terrible. It sucks, but you know this is what we expected. And luckily, and you know LeBron knew that this is what he was he was signing up for. It ends up being LeBron's first um, escape from the NBA playoffs since the year two thousand five. I believe his second year in the NBA. Uh, very very long time of dealing with the postseason and the extra amount of games that are applied to your body, especially when fighting for a championship. Um, you can tack it, you can, you can go as far as let's say 2007, 2008, where every LeBron appearance in the postseason has ended up being something that was conference finals or better. Mm -hmm. And that's just about 10 years, if not a little over 10 years of adding a quality amount of games to your body and your career. And even at age 34, he's now the top. He just top. He just passed Michael Jordan in scoring, and he has two left uh, to go. Well, no, three left to go forward with um, before he finishes that. Still has Kobe Bryant. Still has um, Karl Malone. He still has Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. With all of this at 34, thin can start becoming taxing. And I did not put too much. Um, entertainment in the conversation this year of this is now LeBron's downfall. This is LeBron's worst no. season that he's had in his career no. uh, because that is just something that is a little bit knee jerk. But I would say that Lakers missing the playoffs might be a positive for him. It is. I mean, he gets a lot of, I mean, he gets to go film space jam too. <laughs> yeah. He needs to get that out of the way immediately. Yeah, I mean, he needs to go uh, A&R some more albums too. I mean, he gets time to do all of that now. Please, no more of that. <laughs> I, I think it, it's definitely positive for him. Think about how much rest he's going to get. I mean, they could really. I, I don't know why they haven't sat him already. He's literally he's still playing games. I don't know why, but I mean, you know, whatever. You know, it, it's it's in his heart. Um, I I think you know he's able to 
rest like i said like and like you said as well he's able to kind of reevaluate what the game and, and this is somebody who has changed his game a lot you know he, he's been able to change his game a lot and he's maybe looking into his older age he can say okay maybe i need to start doing this less and do this more maybe i need to work on this more maybe i need to, to kind of you know get focused with this a lot more and it also gives the front office lord the, our front office is literally like the worst shit ever they all like Rob and, and Magic need to go. Like they they got tired, go. tired of Magic like, already. I bro, I I don't think I was ever on board with it. I I, th- I always I've always like I said earlier I've always thought he was a star fucker. I've never been I've never been on board with him. I think Magic he he was never good as an analyst. So how could he be good as somebody in the front office that analyzes talent? It's great. It's crazy <laughs> that it's crazy that Magic Johnson tweets has now become the throwback. Like nobody remembers yeah the crazy Magic Johnson tweets that are from a couple of years ago. If these, if one team scores more than the other team, that that team wins. They win the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh like, man, we, we're used to shit like that, and it's like you know, it, it's very hurtful to see that the uh, you know, that the Clippers are are, are washing us. You know, just in, in every aspect of the game right now, and they're, they're honestly the more enjoyable team to watch. Like, it's very hurtful as a Lakers fan is to see that. But again, you know, in regards to LeBron to kind of rest and say, listen, y'all need to get this shit together because you see what happens when I get injured and we don't have anybody out there. Yeah. I need He needs people that when he can't play, that can win games. And he just didn't have that this year. Like, there was no confidence there. Like, when he was not there, the, the wheels fell off of the fucking car. The wheels fell off of the fucking, the, the whole, the everything. He was the engine. He was the heart of the team at, at a lot of times, you know, a lot of points um, of his tenure here in his first year. If I was to rank it, rate his first year like out of 10 as far as lebron he's like an eight out of ten he still averaged like 28 points mm-hmm. like obviously there were a lot more I, I think what people are scoring against him as far as saying you know he, he might be done he was a lot more passive this year it was there were a lot of very quiet 30 point nights <laughs> that he yeah. was putting up on the lakers they were very quiet no one was really talking about them mm-hmm. you know but still look at the personnel he's had to play with and what he's had to come under like there are, and here's my thing, like, it always comes back around to LeBron. Remember, you we were talking about the, 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 the Warriors so big, and then the next year he beat them. You know, it always comes back to LeBron. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't count him out yet. Yeah, we'll see how, we'll see how the uh, second year of him being on the Lakers ends up playing out. Hopefully it will not end up with anything where he tries to switch five to seven people out for one player again. Uh, but that uh, starts playing into what they will do with adding a second star to the Los Angeles Lakers, if they can, uh, throughout the summer. Uh, Anthony Davis has been a uh, name that, of course, has been very tied with the Los Angeles Lakers this year. You still have what is going to happen with Kawhi Leonard following this season, um, uh, along with possible opportunities with Kevin Durant or Klay Thompson uh, following the Warriors and their postseason this year. So who knows? Thankfully for the Los Angeles Lakers, they'll have their opportunity to move forward with the uh, remainder of their schedule before playoffs start. They face the Wizards tonight. 10.30 on TNT um, after the 8 o'clock game on TNT between the Houston Rockets and the Milwaukee Bucks. This is going to be a game that should be very important for everybody that is enamored in the MVP conversation, uh, everybody that has their arguments for whether or not James Harden should be a back-to-back MVP, or there might be conversations that you have where you're sold on Giannis and what he has been able to do for the Milwaukee Bucks in making them number one in the Eastern Conference and a very big threat uh, from Milwaukee heading into the NBA playoffs. Uh, J5, who do you have, uh, in your opinion, 
MVP of this year, Harden or Giannis? Um, listen, I was honestly surprised. There, there was that uh, that Bucks Philly game. I think it was last week, last weekend. Mm-hmm. Was watching that, and I was like, I had never. Bucks aren't like destination viewing for me right now. My viewing is pretty much primarily like Lakers, Warriors game here and there. I do watch the Wolves so I can like joke Robbie and just have like against him, him and uh, Jeff. Yeah, Robbie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just you know. I, I keep a folder for that. Uh, but I, I was watching I was watching Giannis, and, and I was like, wow, this kid's really fucking good. I don't think they gave it to him yet, though. I, I just don't think that the, there, there isn't enough, to me, outside conversation where it's like every single game James Harden has a new Bleacher Report movie based yeah. on him or whatever. Like, every fucking single it's game. Really yeah, like there's, there's every there's every single one. Like I, I don't think there's enough attention being paid to the Bucks, and and that's to a detriment to the team and where they are. They're just not in a huge market for that. Um, I do think Harden wins it, honestly. Like I, I just don't think there's you know any any conversation that, that he isn't involved in that doesn't make him the MVP. Like he's a guy that's put his team on his shoulder, even with CP3 being pretty much a gimp half of the year. He did that by himself, no, no questions. Now playoffs, different story. But I, I mean, actually, I thought he played phenomenally uh, last last year in the playoffs. I, I think if it not had been for CP3 trying to style on a, a yes. fucking yes. a bum, I still fucking uh, I'm just I'm just still amazed at that at that fucking game five. Incredible! I've never seen anyone be such a doofus. I do. I think they they passed the hump uh, this year. I think it would take uh, KD, Draymond, pull apart brawl for that to happen this year. I, I, I think that you know when it's time to lock in, they'll probably lock in against them. But you know, James Harden to me has never been more focused in his career than he is right now, and I think it's really scary what happens when uh, just passion kind of develops over time and it turns into just really just an obsession. I think this guy really wants it this year, so I think he should be MVP. There was a uh, there was a stat that was very alarming to me, and I believe it ran sometime last month. Um, uh, Harding gets a lot of critique for uh, his ability to draw free throws as well as uh, his game being very oriented to his three-pointers. Uh, and I hate that. Let, let, let's be clear. I don't like watching him play. You, you really? I, I love I love watching him play. Jeff has a huge Jeff has this huge thing with watching Harden play and is just not very interested in it. And this is not the first time that I've heard that sentiment from other NBA fans. I agree that he's phenomenal out there. I cannot watch him play. It is frustrating to watch. It it slows the game to a fucking crawl. Well, well, the stat the stat reflected um, those two complaints. One of them being the free throws, and one of them being the three pointers. If you took away all of James Harden's free throws throughout the entire uh, 2018-2019 season, and converted all of his three pointers that he had made throughout the season to two pointers, and the three pointer did not count. Who still lead the league in scoring over Anthony Davis, and this was at least about a month ago. Jesus Christ, that's an insane stat. At that point, I was just like, okay, just 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 pack it up, just give him the damn, just give him the damn MVP already. The yeah. Warriors, the Warriors game when he hit that game winner, I was like, yeah, it is a wrap. But Giannis, <laughs> Giannis has made a very good conversation. So, um, the one area that I would like to see, and I'm sure many other NBA fans would like to see from Giannis, is the postseason play mm-hmm. and how far he can take Milwaukee. So. Um, tonight will be a very big step in his uh, conversation of MVP, continuing that with the Rockets that will happen tonight at 8, uh, with, of course, the Lakers and the Wizards on at 10.30.
tomorrow on ESPN at 8, the Thunder go up against the Indiana Pacers. The Indiana Pacers, a team who have recently clinched a playoff berth. So shout out to the Pacers. I don't know, I don't know fucking how, but they did it. Yeah, the, they've been able to thankfully keep things afloat without Oladipo. So they will play the Oklahoma City Thunder at 8, followed by the Utah Jazz going up against the LA Lakers 1030 on ESPN. Hopefully uh, they sit LeBron. I swear they just need to. I would like. Would you agree with me? Like, sit it would LeBron. be. It would be even worse. I saw that photo. I saw that post. And I was just like, yeah, he was supposed to be out for six months. He came back in six weeks. I'm like, all right. Can we just? Can we just? Can we just end it then? Can we just? Just just just, just end all of it. Do you, all do you of think? It. Do you think she was lying? A lot of people are saying she's lying. I think it's cap. I think it's cap. You think it's cap? I think it's cap. What wow. did you have? What did you have that you're out? What did you have that you had to be out for six months and you're and you're still out trying to play? His dick fell off. <laughs> <laughs> His dick literally fell off, bro. And you're hyper ready in six weeks? Nah, bro. His dick fell off, Mark. He so was hurt. Bionic, bionic meat back, and it's like, ah, oh, get back in there. Dog, who are we to so who are we to talk to a medical official about what what is cap and what is not? If it's if it's six months, I mean, if it was if he tried to come back in six weeks for the playoff push, and he said it's in playoff mode, and yeah, yeah, it's finally time to go, and they end up bombing, yeah. then, it's, it's 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 a difficult game to play with LeBron James and these injuries. I felt the same way with the hand. A lot of people with the finals the with the finals was was the hand cap. That was an excuse. What excuse does he have? They were already out. They were literally there. There was literally statistically like. Yeah, no way yeah. that they could sustain that with yeah, the Lakers. They got swept, and then all of a sudden, the last interview is like, yeah, guy, slaps the cast on the table. Oh, shit, sorry. It's just my <laughs> hand. Whoops. Didn't mean for that to happen. I was like, oh, God, come on. Wow, you're supposed to be a LeBron a LeBron guy. Just I, turned- I, I, don't get me wrong. I love LeBron James and has been one of my childhood heroes, but you got to – there comes certain areas where you just gotta call space, call space, space. I don't think that this is cap. I do think that his dick literally fell off. <laughs> but not talking about this nigga's piece, man. <laughs> I ain't talking about this nigga's piece no more. But but I I will I I I will say that I I don't think this is cap. But I don't fault anyone for thinking that, especially after the hand debacle, the, the broken hand debacle. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, listen, man. LeBron got to protect his legacy at, at all at all costs, bro. You're not gonna tell him that he didn't, you know, he he didn't try, bro. Yeah, well, I guess there's that. Um, where was it? Uh, oh, uh, Thursday, Thursday on NBA TV, Houston Rockets go up against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Thursday is also the night that San Antonio will play the um, Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, that becomes important due to the fact that this is Manu Ginobili's jersey retirement. So uh, if you have league pass, or of course if you live in San Antonio, Texas, um, you can watch the Spurs against the Cavs. Ginobili's jersey will go into the rafters Thursday night. Nobody uh, wants to watch that. I'm sure. I'm sure. Big Spurs. I mean, yeah, there was plenty of big Spurs fans up in 2014. Oh mind. God, here you go. See, you just can't. You you can't let shit go, man. Uh, I'm, let it go. Just, I'm just saying, uh, plenty big, uh, plenty big Texas fans out in my timeline. 2014. Uh, just making them make them aware that the jersey's getting retired, just in case they care. You know what I mean? <sighs> let Friday, it go, man. Friday on NBA TV, the Boston Celtics go up against the Indiana Pacers. Boston has been having a terrible week. 
um, not only with their losing streak, I think it was a four-game losing streak as we record right now, but also uh, completely unrelated that Rob Rob Gronkowski has left the New England Patriots and decided to retire from the NFL. Um, So hard week for Boston, but uh, they will play the Indiana Pacers 7 o'clock on NBA TV. Uh, Saturday, NBA TV, the Minnesota Timberwolves go up against the Philadelphia 76ers. Should be a fun game between Joel Embiid versus Carl Anthony Towns. That will be your uh, evening game at 8 o'clock on NBA TV. And Sunday, the 31st, the Golden State Warriors go up against the Charlotte Hornets. You have a Charlotte Hornets that is currently in the eighth seed battle with the Orlando Magic and the Miami Heat. So this will be... A pretty difficult game for them, but one that they will need to continue to stay afloat in the fight for the eighth seed. So that will all be on NBA TV. Uh, And a lot of the primetime games this week being on NBA TV, just like last week due to the fact that March Madness will be covered on a lot of your channels. So expect a lot of CBS, True TV, TNT, so on and so forth as the tournament continues. Yeah, get, get ready to watch a lot of missed shots on primetime. Good job, guys. And that is it for this week's highlights in the NBA. Awesome. Hey, hey um, I am all for uh, watching some of these teams now that the Lakers have been have been knocked out. Uh, very <laughs> now you're going to have your fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to have my fun. Bittersweet. I, I used to be really big in, in basketball Twitter. I really liked basketball Twitter at one point. Then it got very weird. I think I, like, cut myself out after Temecula. Oh, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was a fun time. I used to be really into it, and now it just it just kind of lost. It was kind of like rap Twitter. Just kind of lost my love for it. But I I still do like you know I look at like the listen to like the the Ringer podcast, and I, I still you know you, you can always go to the Ringer to get a real good analysis from Zach Lowe. Mm-hmm. I still do. I still I still like read and listen to those. But it's like now I, I want to see like the fringe teams try and make it. I think that's the most exciting part. That's more exciting than March Madness to me. Like that's the real March Madness in the NBA is like seeing these fringe teams like the Pacers try and make the eighth seed and stay there. That's that's the real battle, and and I, I think that's something that uh, always interests me around this time is who's going to make it in and who isn't. Yeah, you've had you've had uh, one of the biggest instances of that being the Sacramento Kings and having their success. And after this season, they've had the most wins, despite it not being that many wins compared to uh, your playoff teams, but the most wins since uh, they drafted DeMarcus Cousins, which was how long ago? So seeing seeing those types of teams try and excel and 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 move into a playoff picture, I think it's exciting. I don't see how you can go into a fresh NBA season 0-0 and just say, oh, well, the Warriors are going to win in June anyway. It's just, yeah. like, it's just like you're just throwing the whole fucking season away. <laughs> Even if true, if true, don't don't say it out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't got to, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's just like, you know, you just got to watch. Yeah, that's why I watch things play out. All right, uh, my shout-outs, my shout-out very quick. Shout-out to Jeremy Lamb, threw a huge prayer up against Toronto. I'm not happy that the Hornets uh, added another win to try and get themselves into the AC, but that prayer shot was insane. So shout-out to Jeremy Lamb, uh, a UConn native, uh, and that was something that I'm sure Jeff would have had a lot of talk about. Um, like I wanted to bring up Jeremy Lamb and Kemba, but we'll probably save that for another time. Uh, shout-out Trey Young, continuing his <laughs> – uh, continuing his uh, rookie dominance for the past few weeks. He had a very interesting game winner uh, on the Philadelphia 76ers, so shout-out to that. Uh, shout-out to Jason Kidd, the potential L.A. Laker replacement once um, Luke Walton is replaced at the end of the season. We will see if Jason Kidd has the opportunity 
to have that next uh, position once the uh, regular season is over for the LA Lakers. Uh, Sad Alamarcus Aldridge dropping 48 points on the Boston Celtics. Their losing streak has uh, been well. They've had they've had some interesting losses throughout the past couple of. Uh, months in the NBA, you had the weird Kyrie quotes, and now it's happening all over again. So I'm mm-hmm. to the point that my boy Shaq had even said, being a Celtics fan is stressful. And I said, please shut up with your 17 championships. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about the stress of being a Boston Celtic fan. And um, I think that's it. I did have a shout-out for Steve Kerr. I think he's going to be joining um, – I think he's joining Phil Jackson and Pat Riley in being one of the coaches that have been, I think he's one of the three coaches that have been the fastest to what is it? 500 wins. I can't remember. I don't think it's, I don't think it's 500 wins. I can't remember. It's got to be 500 wins. It could be. What if it is 500 wins? Shout out Steve Kerr. Uh, I got to, I got to shout out. All right. What's your shout outs? I got a shout out. I just got one. All right. right. Yeah. That's cool. Shout out to Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. You're going to cut this. You're going to cut this out, huh? No, why would I do that? Why does everybody think I cut shit out? I love keep. Why does everybody think I'm going to cut the? All right, all right, all right. Shout out to Kobe Bryant for uh, finally detaching himself from the the goat conversation and saying he doesn't give a shit about it. I, I think for somebody, you know, it's like like we said earlier with Chris Bosh, it's very hard for a lot of ballers to kind of let go of that side. And for what it's worth, I actually believe that Kobe doesn't give a shit about a lot of shit that goes on in, in inside the court. Uh, now that he's out, I think he's actually very content with what he does outside the court now. And that, and that conversation comes with so much bullshit politics and moving the goalposts. So he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Like, I, I think he's like, you know, he literally basically said, you know, they're going to decide who they want to decide that this is going anyway. I just don't care about it. And, you know, I think since his retirement, he's, he's really like mellowed out. I think it might be all the girls he keeps having, but he's really <laughs> mellowed out. Uh, so shout out to him for for cutting the the you know Michael Jordan. It, it, that's a, that's like a big uh, uh, kind of comparison too. It's like Michael Jordan loves these combos. He loves being asked about this. Still, still loves it He'll to this day. Right now, cigar in mouth, <laughs> yes, cognac in hand, and and to and to a certain degree, I think LeBron when he's done, I think he'll entertain it too. But it's it says a lot that the the third guy on that pedestal, you know, it's it's always um it's always Braun, Kobe, and um and Jordan. Mm. I think for for Kobe to just just say I don't care, I, I think it means a lot. Uh, you know, and a lot of people probably go, no, it's bullshit, it's cap. I'm like, I really even if you looked at what he's been doing since you know he left, he doesn't put his, he doesn't insert himself into the conversation of anything that's going on into the court on the court. You know, he's not telling he's not saying LeBron's giving up like those old niggas do. Mm-hmm. He's not saying anything like that. Anything, you know, he's he's all for the happiness of the players and all for the, the betterment and the happiness of himself. And, you know, whether you love him or hate him, I got to appreciate him for not trying to get a cheap headline at this point because he doesn't need it anymore. He's, he's got his championships yeah. and, and he left. So shout out to him for that. Uh, I think it was a really cool interview that uh, he did where he said he didn't care about it anymore. The only thing that I've seen Kobe take completely personal is just getting over Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, that was just like okay. <laughs> this he really cares about giving it to fucking Shaq. He probably doesn't care about the rest of this shit. <laughs> All right, let's try, let's, let's try the sound for Soldier Moment. Huh? All right, my Soldier Moment. Uh, two of them. One, I said on Twitter, this is an immediate Soldier Moment. I don't care what comes before it. Young Jock, please cut your hair. <laughs> Uh, the second one, 
is an interesting uh, tattoo that I was able to find this week in March Madness. The tweet reads from at Hoop Fiends. Indiana guard Devontae Green has the Grand Theft Auto code for unlimited ammo tatted on his shooting arm. According to Hoop Feeds, this is the realest shit I've ever seen. I have <laughs> no idea why you would put left, down, right, up, R1, R2, L1, R2, and all the other shit on your arm and have that being unlimited ammo as some sort of meaning for having uh, you have unlimited ammo with your shooting like this is uh th- why just why <laughs> when you show when you showed us that tattoo i was like man he's definitely high on crack like it's just just i've uh, not even not, not, i don't not, know i don't know gamers who get paid to do yes exactly that. not even the biggest gamers the biggest grand theft auto rockstar fans would even get a damn unlimited ammo tattoo on their on the, the code of the shit that you would look up on fucking game facts you put it on your arm pure nigga shit tell you that's that jit talk big jit talk uh i mean but we should try and get him to play 2k with us you think uh, i mean hmm. i think i don't know i don't know i don't know how well he'd feel after i want him to get the moment but well here's here's my thing i i think that i i think that we should get a tattoo based on our, our time with uh 2k i think three stomps on my on my forearm would work uh, I'm put no negs on my fist, <laughs> on my knuckles. I'm put no negs. On my... And then you try and tell people this is just a mind state. It's just it's just a mind state. You got to have a no negs mind state. Oh no, yes, no oh negative. My God. Bro, you know how popping I'd be. Oh my God, write about me for decades. Or uh, sending you to God on my chest. Oh, we definitely need a sending you to God T-shirt. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely that's definitely. I, I think that the, the intersection between video games and, and sports is just it needs to be said even more. I, I think we need to have more uh, video game inspired tattoos and vice versa in the sense of actual video games, bro. Like this this infi- infinite ammo tattoo is the beginning of something great. I mean, we first saw the remember the emoji tattoos. Oh, emoji boy, Mike Scott. Shout yeah, out to emoji boy. On Mike Scott, I mean, this is the beginning of something great and, and more lasting. I, I think Mike Scott couldn't keep up with the emojis because they keep adding more. Yeah. But at least with, with with video games, you're able to kind of pick out a pick and choose a moment that, that really means a lot to you. That's a lot better than the 100 emoji or even the new uh, the new messed up face emoji that we don't really know what it means. If we can get Wale to scream out, he's going to send niggas to God at Wale Mania. We have made it. I'm gonna ask Wally if he can uh, if he'll hop on 2K19 one day. I think he has it. If he's not, if he doesn't have it, play the E with us. He's rich. I would love for Wally to play the E with us. I I think it would be hilarious. Like I think he should get on Twitch with us. Like if y'all want to see that happen at Wally and say get play 2K19 with OG Johnny Five and my man MC play 2K19. We want to see you talk about video, talk about sports and video games, bro. I would love to see it. I think it'd be it'd be cool. Yeah, because I know he's, I know he's, I know he's a sports buff with uh, deep down inside, and of course, since he has his love for the WWE, uh, I wonder what kind of fucking two K player he is though. Look, he, I wonder if he's the running grapple, extra stomps. Oh, he's definitely stomping ten times. Oh, he's, he's stomping ten times. Oh, I'm with him. He, da- oh, he don't know the rule. He doesn't know the rule. And you know what? You know what we should do? We should not tell him the rules, just so that <laughs> we can. Just so that we can say you're breaking the rules, and he's gonna be like, "What does that mean?" Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Wale also strikes me the type of dude that he will disconnect if if we like jump him or something like that. Oh, <laughs> oh y'all niggas jumping me? All right, I'll put I'll put the controller down. Y'all 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 go ahead. Y'all have it. All right, Mo. <laughs> you All got right, it, Mo. Y'all got it. You got it, Slim. Cyrus gonna sneak in for the one two three pin. 
know, but I thought you said you put your controller down, bro. Cyrus, Cyrus gonna pick motherfucking Rick Rude or fucking Rick Martell <laughs> or some shit. Like Cyrus always got the weird picks, man. Like it's weird. Bro. All of us are gonna be having a mania s match, Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, Andrade, and then we're gonna see Otis Dozovic. <laughs> It's my 60, bro. Like, uh, yeah, it's my 60, bro. Was probably one of the best moments of Ramen Talk. <laughs> oh, undisputedly. I, I think there needs to be more, there needs to be more, you know, intersection between video games and sports. I, I think that that's something that's definitely huge. I, you know, again, if this tattoo opens up the, the floodgates to us possibly seeing, you know, the Konami code on somebody or something like that, I, I think I'm all for it. I don't know if I'm wasting my. I don't know if I'm wasting my sixty on that ink. <laughs> no, that that looked. I, if he got, if he pays sixty dollars for that tattoo, <laughs> it explains. It a looks lot. like it. <laughs> All right, well let's let's get a, let's get on up out of here for next week, Johnny Five. I appreciate you coming through this week, discussing everything with the NBA in March Madness with me. Uh, we will start trying to see if we can get Wale to play to eat with us. But uh, very I'm happy you at him, him, at him, at him, at him, at him. Adam, say play WWE 2K19 on Twitch with OG Johnny Five, my man MC. Let's get this interview popping. Let's get the games popping. I think it could happen. I fought, I fought with the EBM vision real quick. Yeah, you know, moons, moons up. Let's go. You feel me? Just want to make sure there's no running. If he starts doing that run and grab, I'm going to have to start sending him to God with the reversies. I think he. I think he's gonna have a motherfucking custom character with all the edits. I know that. I know that reverse is gonna be gone in at least thirty seconds. Fucking that. I'm just gonna, <laughs> gonna reverse every single one and be like, "Yup, reverse these time." Why the fuck can't I reverse? What the fuck? I don't think he's gonna understand the lingo. I think that's what's gonna like destroy him. Is because you talk. <laughs> we talk pretty spicy to each other on there, man. You oh know, yeah, yeah, there's that too. Damn, yeah, we got very yeah, spicy. We gotta, we gotta let him know. Yeah, we also got to cut down on the uh, you know the jokes we can't say on Twitch. Yeah, there is no there is no data <laughs> on, uh, when, when we start working. Now. No drunk man, drunk man with Jake oh, Roberts. No, no. This is so in, this is drunk man. This is so inside baseball. We need to stop right now. No one understands what we're talking about. <laughs> There's no pill man, pill man. <laughs> we didn't even get to have pill man, pill man. This thing went to AEW and shit. <laughs> Fucking done. <laughs> Streets is done. We done dancing, bro. We done dancing. All right. Well, I'm going to have a J5. I'm Mark as well. Definitely be back next week, y'all. Uh, we'll see y'all next week.